right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the weekend wrap-up edition of the Break the Bell podcast. Trying to get my shit together. Go ahead. With Hello, you beautiful bell breakers. There you go. And I'm glad to be here. I'm excited for this show. I am glad you are here because you weren't here last week for the weekend wrap-up. So no, it, it is the season we officially call my daughter's birthday season, <laughs> which <laughs> she gets a full season for her birthday. It, it seems like it sometimes. Uh, it is a lot of damn work. <laughs> I, I, I know that partially because every time you're here for a podcast, she's like, but tomorrow's my birthday. I know. Making a podcast the day before my birthday. Oh, tomorrow's your birthday party, but yeah. but it's the day before my birthday I know. party. I know. Like yeah. how many damn birthday parties? So you got to be there for every single, like all yes. eighteen and, and, birthday parties, yes. and, and, the, and the, the load up. Yeah, so, the, yes. the days before and the days yes. after, yes. and all the between. Yeah. So. Well, I, I think last night was the, the grand hurrah. We, she had friends. We all were up at the church for a party. I did a haunted house, nice. and it was a lot of fun. But I was exhausted afterwards. I, I think I told you I'm like it's time to drink. Yeah, and you're I, like I, I just got home. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I'm I think I got halfway drink. through that beer and then I passed out. <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear from you after that. So that makes sense. So how's everybody else doing out there? I know Bill's exhausted from birthday week or birthday season, as you yes, called it. Yes, yes. Um, now we're leading into Halloween season. I know, which I'm good with that. Yeah. I, I love this time of year. I do. Yeah, I do too. I love uh, uh, the fall. Yeah. I, I don't like this cold, wet yeah. rain, though, that we're having right now. It went from like like 75, 80 yeah. to like 50s in rain. It did. It, it was, was like immediate. There was no, nothing in between. I think there was frost on the ground this morning. Or yesterday morning. I don't uh, yeah, there was. Uh, well, I think it was Thursday. I had to scrape my windows. Oh, they were iced over. I'm like, Are you serious? I'm not ready for that. It's no. like it went from summer to cold. Yeah. Welcome to Iowa. Yes, exactly. And I'm sure we'll get another summer in there somewhere. Yeah, we will. So this is the the episode where we just wrap. As it's called the, the weekend wrap up. Yes. We just wrap up the week worth of news. I'm finding like certain weeks. Like, I don't know how the 24-hour news cycle does Like, Yeah. Because we go um, into a, another weekend, and it's just like, well, this is all the same shit that we were talking about yeah. last weekend. Right. So we don't want to just keep talking about the same yeah. shit. I mean, they might, like, update, like, one sentence of the story, and yeah. it's the same the same stuff. So um, I don't know how the 24-hour news well, cycle we're, does We're, we're a little different, though, because you got, like, you know, like MSNBC, right? It's like... They're trying to get people riled. They'll be just be like, well, Trump said this. And then Fox, they're trying to get their people riled. So they'll be like, well, Biden came out and said this. And they will talk for days on that yeah, one thing. Right, yeah. And, and we don't give a shit about Biden or Trump. You or know, what they said. Or what they to said. Talk shit about and, them. And as we, them. Yeah, and as we were saying, like, we can't stand the partisan shit. So we try to weed that stuff out. And it's just. Right. No, trying to not. find the bullshit in between. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, what we go for. But. Uh, there's just so much bullshit yes. that it gets tedious week yeah. after week after week. I'm not saying I don't love doing it. It's no, just, I, yeah. I mean, we got some plenty of new stuff to talk yeah. about this week, but we had to filter through all the stuff yeah. we've already talked well, about. And, and I'm sure times. because Election Day is, what, the 9th? November 9th. So they're leading up to the, the election. And so there's going to be a lot more partisan bullshit trying to sway you one way or the other. Yeah, I saw Obama was out on oh, the God. campaign trail. I didn't get too d- deep into that because I didn't want to blow yeah, my brains he's, out. He's trying, to, he's trying to push the Virginia election mm, yeah, because I think that's it's, what it was for. It's, it's moving away from the, the Democratic governor, oh, and he's dear. trying to pull it back. Oh, no. We yeah. might actually lose one. I know. we got to get the only guy that's really been relevant in the right. last 15 <laughs> years. Yeah, oh, the great savior Obama to come rally yes. for us, and by Obama we mean Michelle. No, <laughs> <laughs> like I said, Mr. Obama. Yeah, Mr. Obama. <laughs> so, 
We got some non-political stuff out there in the news that we don't usually get to cover the non-political yeah. stuff. So we're going to talk about that first, and then we'll get into some of the, the regular stuff. Yeah. Um, before we do, obviously, we got to mention our Coffee Fix of Freedom. i got to turn this cup around because <laughs> it doesn't represent. I know. I, I thought of that as I was picking <laughs> them up. I'm like, hmm, maybe we should put this in something else. Yes. <laughs> our Coffee Fix of Freedom, our sponsors are uh, Run Your Mouth Coffee. They support free speech. They support your right to... Um, say whatever the hell you want to, as long as you're not a complete asshole about it. Yeah, you should be able to um, not have to worry about censoring, like self censoring, and all that that shit that they want us to do these yeah. days. And that's what the whole premise of Run Your Mouth Coffee is. Hence the name Run Your Mouth. Just we do that plenty, so it, it only makes sense for us to pick yeah. up a sponsor like Run Your Mouth Coffee. So check out Run Your Mouth Coffee at rymcoffee.com. Support businesses that support your constitutional rights and your liberties and free speech and all that stuff especially especially like the local level yeah the small guys the small guys yeah, yeah. Uh, small businesses need our help still to this day they're still just being shit on completely yeah. through all this supply stuff uh, yeah. worker shortages i mean it affects them more than it affects yeah the big corporations like walmarts and amazons and stuff like that so Go to rymcoffee.com. Tell them we sent you by using the promo code BREAKTHEBELL, and you'll get 10% off that that first order, plus free shipping. And that's awesome. Yes. Drink Run Your Mouth Coffee. Drink the damn coffee. Run your damn mouth. Yes. <laughs> Don't stop running your damn mouth. Don't no. stop drinking the damn coffee. Exactly. That's it. We're going to get into the show. The first first story that popped up, we haven't really discussed this No, we at haven't all. dug into the, the case in itself, and it's been going on for what the last month yeah it's been a couple months now i think this whole gabby petito yeah and her fiance brian laundry and i'm not gonna give a bunch of backstory because i'm sure everybody's heard this everywhere they went on vacation people saw them fighting and stuff even saw i think was it she hit him or he hit her yeah they they got both yeah they got pulled over by the police and yeah i think they that he had like scratches on his face, yeah. and so, but then he let him go because it seemed like a. Well, he made him go stay in a different hotel for okay. the night or something okay. like that, and then, at some point, Gabby goes turns up missing. Right, he comes home, doesn't say anything about her missing for over a week or something yeah. like that. It was like ten days. His mom knew kind of a little bit about this, right. and then they report her missing. He ends up disappearing. Right. His parents report him disappearing. Right. They report it to the police as a missing persons, even though there's like camera evidence of them taking him to this place in Florida where they've been searching. Um, Well, apparently his remains were found. All that long, that short, shortened version of the whole story. Yes. This week, his remains supposedly have been found. That's quite the twist. Yes. So they haven't found her remains yet. Oh, I thought they did find her remains. Oh, did they? Yeah, they, I, they I did. They, they, yeah, they did find her remains. Where was that at? Utah. Oh, so his were found in Florida. Hers were found in Utah. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, it's, a, it's really crazy. Yeah. And at some point in there, Dog the Bounty Hunter got Yeah, involved. right. It, right. And I was like, oh, shit, it got real now. This is getting really <laughs> serious when Dog the Bounty Hunter has to get yeah. involved. I really wanted him to find him, too. I did, too. Because that would have been like the well, shit. Well, they had 
they were saying, well, he doesn't legally have the right to apprehend him or make a citizen's arrest if he does find him. So um, I don't know. There was some controversy around him being. He just wanted his face on. Oh something. yeah, he hasn't. He wanted his mullet on something. <laughs> right, exactly. So this article here is from BBC News. This says Brian Laundry is that Laundry Laundry? I think it's Laundry Laundry. Brian Laundry remains of Gabby Petito's fiance were found, according to the FBI. So let me pull this one up. Like I said, this is from BBC. It says, human remains found in Florida Park in a Florida park on Wednesday are those of Brian Laundry, the fiancé of murdered blogger Gabby Petito. I didn't know she was a blogger. Yeah, she was like a travel blogger. Oh, that's cool. The body of Mr. Laundry, who had been missing for over a month, was identified using dental records. So but, he must have been dead for a while. Yeah, he was like pretty decayed, it sounds like. Huh. So it says... Mr. Laundry was a person of interest in Gabby Petito's death, returned to Florida last month from a joint road trip without his partner. Uh, her body was later found in Wyoming. There you go. Oh, Wyoming. Where the bad. couple had been traveling. On October 21st, 2021, a comparison of dental records confirmed that human remains found at the T. Mabry Carlton Jr. Memorial Reserve That's in Mayak, Mayak Hatchie Creed <laughs> Environmental Park are those of Ryan Laundry's. So, from what I had heard, his body was discovered. It took so long to discover it because that area was under underwater up till oh. recently. The water started okay. levels went down, and that's how they found him. And that's probably why his whole his body is just right. completely decayed. Yeah. Lawyer representing Mr. Laundry's parents released a statement saying Chris and Roberta Laundry have been informed that the remains found yesterday in the reserve are indeed Brian's. We have no further comment at this time, and we ask that you respect the lounge's <laughs> privacy at this time. On Wednesday, officials said that the remains had been discovered in a park of in a part of the park. I was going to say a park of the park <laughs> in a part of the park that until recently had been underwater. There you go. Hmm. Other items, including a backpack and notebook belonging to Brian, were also found during the search. According to NBC News, bones and a skull were discovered during the search. It sounds like I don't know with. Did he get eaten by something? Right, yeah. Was he murdered? Right, <laughs> Or did right. he, just being underwater so long, just kind of... Yeah. I mean, it's only been about a month, though. Right, and you would think that, I mean, his his remains would kind of go out with the tide, or mm. I don't know. It's just... Well, I think it was, like, kind of a swampy area, not like a... Is it? Okay, so, like yeah, a, I mean, like you you had said at one point, I mean, that area is just full of, like, alligators, gators. snakes. I think he I was mean, gator food. I yeah. think... I think it's just the irony of it. He went to hide out, and he got eaten by an alligator. That sounds like it should be a horror movie. Yes. According to NBC, Bones and Skull were discovered during the search. In a short news conference Thursday, Lee County Sheriff Carmine Marceno praised officials for working under treacherous conditions in the park. Yeah, can you imagine that? Yeah, because this this is where it says, he described the chest-deep water as being filled with rattlesnakes and alligators. Yeah, he got what was coming to him for sure. I don't think he killed himself. I think he... Yeah, that was was my my first thought is that, you know, he got pissed at Gabby. They got in an argument. He accidentally kills her. And then he, like, runs off and is distraught and kills himself. But listening to what this says, yeah, it sounds like he got what was coming to him. He went to hide out in the... the Everglades or wherever, and got eaten by an alligator. Yes. It's not like you're searching a house or a car. It says, these areas are huge, and they are covered by water, he told reporters outside the park. Thank you. Uh, The case, uh, we don't have to go into the, this this goes into who is he. Uh, We kind of covered that really as quickly as we we need to. We gave you the snapshot. So, 
Yeah, case closed. <laughs> what was interesting, though, because they said that uh, the autopsy on Gabby was that she was, had been strangled. Yeah. Um, there was another report that came out and said like there was other remains found in the area of where her remains were found. Really? Yeah. But they haven't said who those were yet? No. I didn't hear that part. Yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah. Do you think it's connected, or you think that's just a common place to dispose of bodies in the area? <laughs> just, you know, all, just, all the, the bloggers happen to know. <laughs> this is just a well-known area for yeah, body disposal. Exactly. Ten Buddy used it well, and no. I, I Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just coincidence. So I was listening. I listened to this true crime podcast called Court Junkies, I think. Okay. And um, they were talking about this woman that disappeared, and— they blamed the husband, and they found like human remain, like human bones in the fireplace or whatever. Mm. And the defense was, "Hey, hey, uh, there's no evidence that that those were her bones in the fireplace." It's like, well, they're somebody's bones, so <laughs> right, if they're not exactly. hers, we got some more questions yeah, to right. ask here. It's <laughs> like I want to use that as your defense. Right, yeah, well, well, they must have come with the house. And it, it was like, and it, we don't even have evidence that it was. All the the bones were from the same human. It's just like now you're you're tacking on <laughs> yeah, multiple. Right, exactly. <laughs> he's so probably then, sitting there like, dude, he's like, dude, dude stop, shut up, stop. <laughs> I'm in this for one murder, not multiple. <laughs> you're making me out to be a serial killer now. <laughs> well, he probably didn't kill his wife, but he could be a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys? You guys have not proved one way or another if he was a serial murderer or not. <laughs> so it's just always funny when yeah. when the defense just has to throw whatever they can <laughs> yeah. at it, and it's just like. Yeah. Oh, that doesn't sound better yeah. at all. <laughs> Have you tested the bones? Because they're probably multiple people. It's like, dude, stop. <laughs> it's like, was this a court-appointed lawyer? Because this is yeah, terrible. Right. Finally, he's like, okay, it was just my wife. Just one person. It's like, <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, I confess. So let's let's move on. More not-so-political stuff. More murder stuff. This yes. is like this is like our true crime episode or something. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like we need like scary music. <laughs> or like... Uh, um, like cold case, yeah, or, right. uh Like NCIS, yeah, like right. So, and they're trying to make this one political, though. That's why I said this one's not political, but yeah. it's going to be political, yeah, right? This is the story that everybody's talking about now: the murder by Alec Baldwin yes. of his film crew member. Yes, the the lawless shooting spree that he went on. Yes. There's so there's so much stuff here. There's just I mean it's everywhere. Yeah, absolutely everywhere. There's conspiracy theories like yeah. going way out of control yeah. on this, and then um, just some of the things aren't aren't really adding up either. Yeah. So let's start with the story because this just happened what two days ago I or yesterday? So. Was it Friday? It was uh, no, I think Thursday. It was Thursday. Thursday. Yeah. So let me pull this one up. This is from NPR, who we love. We love NPR. Yes. So. So this one says a prop gun discharged by Alec Baldwin killed a film crew member on set, and it injured another one too. Yeah, that, like not like killed her and went through her and hit the the uh, was it the producer or the the director in the in the clavicle? Was it an actual bullet? I, I think so. Yeah. Or was it because usually when you have these prop gun issues, it's yeah. they put a blank in it, they hold it too close, and then the force, because there's still gunpowder yeah. in it, but if you hold it too close, there's no projectile, right. but the force of the gunpowder will kill no, you. No, I, I I, mean, go ahead and read it, but I think that there was an actual bullet in there. I thought they, they had tried it, they cleaned it out, but they didn't clear the chamber. So why was there an actual bullet in the chamber if it's a prop gun? I, I, I don't know. <laughs> says a prop gun discharged by Alec Baldwin killed a film crew member on set, the sheriff says. 
says Santa Fe, New Mexico, actor Alec Baldwin discharged a prop firearm. You can't keep calling it a prop firearm if it shoots actual right. projectiles. Yeah. It is. A, it's a gun. It's a gun. <laughs> it's a loaded gun. Um, on a movie set near Santa Fe, killing the film's director of photography and injuring the director, according to the sheriff, sheriff's office of Santa Fe County, New Mexico. says, Helena Hutchins, 42, was airlifted Thursday afternoon to the University of New Mexico, where she was pronounced dead. Director Joel Souza, 48, was being cared for at Christus St. Vincent Medical Center on Thursday, as of Thursday evening. Deputies responded about 2 p.m. to the Rust movie set at Bonanza Creek Ranch after 911 calls came in of a person being shot on set. Juan Rios, a spokesperson for the sheriff, said. According to investigators, it appears the scene being filmed involved the use of a prop firearm when it was discharged, the spokesperson Rios told Albuquerque Journal. Detectives are investigating how and what type of projectile was discharged. Investigation is ongoing, and authorities say no charges have been filed in the incident, the sheriff's office said. Detectives are continuing to interview witnesses. Production has so far been halted on the Western movie, which is being directed by Souza with Baldwin producing and starring. Well, I would hope they've halted production. They're like, oh... All right, the body's gone. We can keep going, guys. <laughs> right, Let's yeah. just keep on going. At least it wasn't a main actor. That I mean, it's really yeah. hard to recast that right, late right. In, in production. <laughs> yeah, right. I, it was like when, uh, um, shit, what's his name? Um, Philip Seymour C- Hoffman died. Oh, right. And they had to like rewrite some of uh, was oh, it yeah. Twilight that he, or no, it was no. Hunger Games. Yeah, Hunger Games. Games they right. had to yeah. rewrite like his well, scene in that. Yeah, or when Brandon Lee died during The Crow, mm-hmm. and then they ended up having to like like digitally put his face over another actor to kind of finish some of the scenes. Well, what was that movie that uh, there was an actor in that died? I don't know. I can't think it was Heath Ledger, but they ended up putting like three different actors in. Oh, okay. For different parts of the movie. It was weird. It was a weird mm. movie. I don't remember. So it goes on to say, a spokesperson for Baldwin said only said only there was an accident on set involving the misfire of a prop gun with blanks, is what this one says. Yeah. See, I thought they said that it was it was an actual, like, hot gun. Yeah. Well, with a blank and it's going to be a hot gun. Right. So a publicist and manager contacted by NPR for further comment did not immediately respond. Santa Fe, New Mexico... The Santa Fe New Mexican reported Baldwin was seen Thursday outside the sheriff's office in tears, but attempts to get a comment from him were unsuccessful. I bet. Unions apparently are calling for continued investigation. Well, it's still an active investigation, so what do they want to continue if it's still ongoing? Yeah. Right. So I I don't know. There there's a lot lot going around here. It's hard to get a straight story here about this. So I don't yeah. know. What what are your thoughts here? I, I think, I think the biggest thing was that number one, even if it was a prop gun, you have a guy who obviously doesn't know his way around guns. Right? Well, he's like very anti. Well, he's too. very anti-gun, right? But a prop gun, a BB gun, a paintball gun—I mean, you know, you don't you don't point it at somebody, you know, with, and randomly pull the trigger. I mean, that just seems well. Was idiotic. it was it the scene though? I don't. I mean, for the for the director or art. Oh yeah, yeah, Photo- yeah. I mean, you're yeah, not- I d- guess yeah. I- so it's not like he shot another actor. I mean, he shot the director. <laughs> that's interesting because my whole mindset is like, yeah, well, if that's part of the scene and right, then, right, yeah, then, but no, it makes sense yeah. if it was the director. Right. Then it, it sounds like he was fucking around, mm-hmm. and it ended up like he ended up pulling the trigger and and because guns just don't go off like that. I 
I mean, as far as I learned, they don't. Right. According to my experience, they don't, but I don't know what kind of gun he's using. Right. And apparently there's been previous safety complaints about the director who gave him the gun. This one says, a crew member says he has raised safety concerns in the past about the assistant director who authorities say unwittingly handed actor Alec Baldwin the prop gun that killed the cinematographer on the film set. Says, crew member Maggie Gold said in a statement that, this from Fox 13, said in a statement that she filed an internal complaint with the executive producers of Hulu Into the Dark series in 2019 over concerns about assistant director Dave Hall's behavior on set. Gall said in an email Sunday that the Halls disregarded safety protocols for weapons and pyrotechnics and tried continuing filming after a crew member had slipped into a diabetic fugue state. So it sounds Jeez. like this guy just wants to keep shit going and push the line as much as he can. Says Baldwin fired a prop gun on New Mexico set. We, we know that. Um, it, said, it says it wounded the person behind her, like you said, after yeah. killing her. Right. The gun used was one of three that a firearm specialist or armor armorer had set on a cart outside the building where a scene was being rehearsed, according to court records. So there's three sitting there. Mm -hmm. It says Halls grabbed a gun off the cart and handed it to Baldwin, indicated that the weapon was safe by yelling "cold gun." Court papers said instead it was loaded with live rounds. So that doesn't say whether yeah. or not it was right. I, I think they're incorrect. They're the terminology might be prop gun, but it sure as hell was a gun if it had live rounds well, in is it. Well, is a blank still considered a live round, though? I wouldn't because think it's, so. I mean, it still could kill you. Right. Up close, like you said. But but I, I don't know how if, close that director was either. Right. Maybe a piece of the woman's insides came and injured the person. Right. I mean, it, like you said, I mean, it, it still has gunpowder. I mean, it had been hell of force. I mean, I, I don't know the range in which he, she was shot. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There's, the, there's so many what ifs. Right. Here. But the bullet to go through the guy, through her, and, and hit the director, I mean, that's. So, that, there, so there's three guns on this car. Yeah. This this assistant director picks up one and says, cold gun. And yeah. it's clearly not a cold gun. One way or another, something comes out of it and kills somebody. Right. So the fact that they were just all thrown on this cart is a safety concern to yeah. me. Then there's this report here that that head armor that that they said that um, what did that article say about the armor? You had said something like they're inexperienced. Well, yeah, but there was something on here that it it brought up that armor. Well, anyway, that head armor uh, it says she was nervous about being the head armor er armorer on this movie rust because of her lack of experience before taking a job yeah. why is she the main safety armorer person if she lacks experience and yeah. it sounds to me like the reason why she has this job is because her dad is like a famous like hollywood armor okay so this this one's from newsweek we'll get through so, this stuff so quickly this this it says here this is from abc it says that baldwin's stunt double accidentally fired two live rounds after being told the gun didn't have any ammunition in it why do they have live rounds this, in them? This was days before the accident. So it's so like this is like there's some major safety issues yeah. going on here already. So this could have been prevented if they stopped then and like, guys, we gotta get our shit yeah, together. We, with we need these to make guns. sure this shit's like marked properly because something's and stop wrong putting here. bullets in the guns. Yeah, exactly. So this one says the head armor for the movie expressed doubt over her job experience. Um her job experience level a month before Alec Baldwin shot and killed the cinematographer. Says Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who's 24, so... Yeah, a rookie. 
very much uh, a rookie in the case, told a podcast, Voices of the West, in September that she almost didn't take the job as lead gun handler because she wasn't sure if she was ready. <laughs> if you don't think you're ready, then you're not ready. Yeah, I mean, people's lives are yeah. now you, done. It's your responsibility. Yeah. Says, you know, I was really nervous about it at first, and I almost didn't take the job because I wasn't sure if I was ready. But doing it, like, it went really smoothly. Clearly. Clearly it went right. smoothly. Way smooth. Gutierrez Reed, the daughter of experienced Hollywood armor Thel Reed, also told the podcast that Rust was only her second film as head armor. Hmm. The lead gun handler added that she was particularly nervous about loading blanks into props. Yeah. So she's, she has limited experience of putting blanks into a prop gun. Yeah. Which is the same as putting real bullets into a gun. Right. Yeah. Because they look the same just without a... Yeah. It's crimped at the end instead of a projectile at the end. Right. So if you have no limited... Very limited experience loading these into a gun. Why are you the lead gun oh, yeah, weapons handler? Exactly. It says, I think loading blanks was the scariest thing to me because I was like, oh, I don't know anything about it. What the fuck? Why are you doing this fucking job? You can see all the problems that led yeah, up to this. Right, yeah. Conspiracy theories aside, yeah. all the freaking fuck-ups that yeah, <laughs> led right, to this. Right, yeah. It says, however, she added that her veteran father helped train her. Gutierrez Reed's statement last month preceded Thursday's incident when Baldwin fired a loaded prop gun that killed the film director of photography, 42-year-old Helena or Helena Hutchins, and wounded writer-director Joel Souza. What do you think? What do you think? Uh, again, <laughs> how the how the fuck do you you shoot? The, the assistant director of photography and, and the director. I mean, again, you're not pointing the gun at him. It well, just unless, sounds... unless it was like a scene where he just like, 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 randomly, like, like zoomed slam, in boom. on him. He's like, boom, boom, boom. And they just happen to be there. And it happens to have, it would have to have an right. actual bullet in it. Right. And why they even had live bullets right. on the set in the yeah, first place right. blows Doesn't my make sense. mind. Yeah. Unless there is some kind of conspiracy here. That's the only reason I can think yeah. that there would be live bullets. Yeah. And if there was a, if it was blanks, yes, if she was standing really close, well, then it would kill potentially kill her, right. but it wouldn't go through her and kill somebody else. Right, exactly. My my curiosity is how often are real bullets used on a movie set? <laughs> I figured, I assumed never. Oh, I would think so. Right, that was always my assumption that they never used live bullets, but apparently that's a misconception of ours, and we just don't know what's going on on these. Yeah. I mean, they really like their effects, I guess. Well, and I could see like okay, we want to we want to see the the ricochet in the distance or something like that. But you can make that happen with special effects. Oh no, I know that you can have yeah. like pyrotechnics and stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it doesn't make any sense to me, unless I I do know blanks have a slightly different sound than yeah. actual rounds do, but not different enough that you should put your whole crew in <laughs> danger by right. putting live rounds in it. Yeah, exactly. So uh. this, here's something really quick from the New York Times. I know we don't want to spend a lot of time on this. Uh, it says, um, striving for authenticity, films often use real guns on set. Uh, was in a da, 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 weapons must be tightly managed by an armor, sometimes accredited as weapons master, especially the ones that have no experience. Yes, yeah. who holds blanks. various government issued permits and must go through training and firearms licensing. Cast members should be trained in gun and safety in advance, which clearly Alec was not. Guns should never be pointed directly at anyone. Okay, especially in rehearsals. Okay, fuck that up. Uh, and no live ammunition used ever. 
So, yeah. How did we get to this point then? So we have Alec Baldwin, who yeah, was clearly pointing it in the direction of a member of the cast, and, yeah, or the crew. Uh, we have live rounds on the set, which are never supposed to be on the set. Yeah, we have an inexperienced armor who's never loaded blanks into a weapon before, and then. Um, uh, okay, it says sometimes actors like to use real guns because it gives the 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 authenticity of of recoil and the weight of a gun, and so. But they, the blanks will do the same recoil. Uh, uh, agreed. Agreed. Uh, they're often u- loaded with blanks, which are cartridges, cases with no bullets. People tend to think that blanks are like toy cap guns for children. That is not the case. They can still be dangerous. They involve gunpowder, paper wadding, and wax. Um. But yeah, it says often. I mean, it doesn't say anything about using real bullets. So, I don't know. There's so many questions here. Yeah. There's so many screw ups here that led to this. And I don't. I mean, I feel bad for the situation. I. Yeah. It's hard to feel bad for when there's that many screw ups on set. Right. When somebody shot off live rounds. Yeah. Right. And last it, week, and they didn't do anything. Right. To you think that? they'd be extra careful now right. at this point? After I mean, because. If you don't know anything about guns, if you're shooting a if you're shooting a gun, you're not expecting it to be loaded, and it happens to be loaded, that scares the shit out of you. Yeah, right. And so you think you'd take a little extra precaution. Yeah, I saw a girl pick up a not that a girl has anything to do with it. I know plenty of females that are really <laughs> like better at shooters than me, but there just happens to be a female at the time picked up a uh, like a I don't, I don't even remember some kind of revolver, mm-hmm. but it was already she went to cock it back. And was pointing it down, which was fine, except when she, it was hard to cock back, and her finger was on the trigger when she went to cock it back, and it shot like oh, two feet in front of her foot. And immediately, I was just like, "We're we're getting we're getting way back here." Yeah. Like immediately, even if you're not the one pulling that accidentally did that, everybody yeah. else is like, "All right, we got to be extra careful here yeah. because that should not have happened, and that could have been really bad." Let's make sure yeah. nothing. It's like, all right. Let's stop refocus here. Right. Apparently, that whole stop and refocus thing didn't happen because right. yeah. after an incident, like a close call mm-hmm. happened, then an actual horrible incident happened. Right. So, yeah. So let's take a look at a couple of these conspiracy theories that I've alluded to because they're ridiculous. <laughs> so this is the first one that I saw pop up as far as... I mean, the the memes have been everywhere. Yeah, and they're right, 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 they're right. absolutely they hilarious. Are, they are. Even for as horrible of a situation yeah. as it is, well, it's really funny. Yeah. Um. So this one here says, uh, "Might the prop gun have been secretly loaded with real bullets by a Trump supporter to punish Alec Baldwin for his Trump parodies?" Should be a line of inquiry. <laughs> and then they go on to say, "Why is it only MAGA types?" That have vehemently dismissed this as one of the possible causes. Too close to the bone? By the way, I do hope it was just an accident, but it's America after all. What the fuck does that mean? It's America after all? Well, obviously with all our gun toting. Oh, yes. we, we do like to hat. shoot people. We do. We, and uh, people get so pissed off at his his horrible Trump parodies, first of all. Oh, they're yeah, just they're, terrible. I've it, never seen anything so horrible. God awful. <laughs> Nothing like... I feel like I do a better Trump impersonation. I feel like I do a terrible Trump impersonation. Yeah, right. He does terrible at Trump. <laughs> but because of that, some MAGA Trump supporter punished him right. by loading. Wouldn't they just have him get shot instead? Right, yeah, yeah. Don't you think that'd be the solution yeah. instead? 
So I had posted this, and I'm just like, this is almost as bad as Q conspiracies right, that are yeah, out there. Yeah. Well, then, obviously, the Q conspiracies oh, have yeah. to come up, Here too. Here we go. Here we go. This one says, Helena Hutchins, next, her next project was a documentary on Hollywood pedophile rings. The director of photography killed by Alec Baldwin was attached to the controversial upcoming documentary about alleged pedophile rings in the entertainment industry. You notice how... First of all, you can't click where it says read more because people just share screenshots. If this yeah. is true, please, if you're one of the ones that posted this, please yeah, send me a link so right. I can actually verify this. Send your source or something. Yeah. Or at least name the documentary. The upco- they never named the upcoming no. doc- documentary. Right. Um, I'm going to have to dig into this one. I would like – like stuff like this I'd like to be true because I like yeah. to see the pedophile rings go down right. and people expose them. But I have a hard time believing this to be more than just another Q conspiracy when things like this always pop up when right. somebody gets killed. Like yeah. when Chester Bennington of Lincoln Park right. killed himself, he was supposedly working with some pedophile documentary. Right. Same with, uh, uh, what's the... Uh, Cornell? Chris yeah, Cornell. Chris Cornell. Yeah. He was in on it too. And, yeah, right. Um, or, it was, it was, or they were working on something like against uh, the Clintons or something like yeah. that. So. Well, there was another one. There was another conspiracy theory that um, she was married to a lawyer of this big, like, lawyer, corporate lawyer team yeah. that happened to be working on the Russiagate probe and stuff like that and connected to the Clinton-Russiagate probe, mm-hmm. which I think you – I think – there is proof that she was married to a lawyer of that firm, right? But that's probably like a giant, like right coincidence. Well, it's probably like a like a national firm oh, where right. it just happens to be right affiliated with, yeah, yeah, affiliated. So until I see a little more proof than just a meme on right. Facebook, I'm not going to jump into these yeah. conspiracy theories, and they both are equally absurd to me, right? Um, more like. They're making this more than just a major, major fuck up on set. Right. Yeah. Because that's to me, that's all this is. Yeah. It's just major screw. And, and they happen all the time. They do. I mean, you again. You, you've had shootings in Hollywood before. Brandon Lee. Um. You know, they had the death at the Twilight Zone movie with the helicopter falling on the dude. Um. <laughs> Good God. You had Harrison Ford breaking his leg because a uh, like a, a some prop door fell on him or yeah. something like that. So I mean, this shit happens all the time when you do stunts. When you do this kind of stuff. People get hurt. People die. But period. There, there's definitely some precautions that should have been made here. Right. Yeah. That obviously, yeah. Some red flags popped, and they ignored it. Yeah. So, speaking of shootings, yes. Speaking of people getting (laughs) shot, (laughs) I guess. Let's move on to JFK. We got to connect this to JFK. One of the famous shootings. Speaking of conspiracy theories and shootings, yes. (laughs) Let's talk about JFK. So you remember back in like I think it was 2017, 18 when Trump yeah. started releasing them. We're like, oh, this is it. Yeah, right. right. Donald Trump's gonna be I my know. hero and because like yes, motherfucker. And then it came out and it's yeah. just like a whole bunch of nothing. And right. he's like, I'm gonna save the best for when uh, if I get reelected. Yeah. And then we're like, <laughs> God damn it! He's just right this. there, we knew he wasn't getting reelected. He's. <laughs> 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 If you want to know the rest, uh, <laughs> tune in next time on on Trump 2.0. <laughs> yeah. And then we just, like, we're never learning any yeah, of the right. shit. Yeah. But apparently that date did get set to, like, 2021 or something. Okay. But rest assured, the White House further postponed that. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. 
of COVID-19. Of course. Obviously. COVID has to fuck up everything. Yes, absolutely everything. doesn't matter what we want in life. COVID's going to yes. screw it up. And all I want is to know who freaking killed JFK. Yeah. And this is just fuel on the fire. I mean, this just makes it seem even more, like, conspiracy-worthy right. yeah. because they Every keep time, pushing it back. Yeah, that's just it. It's just like, why? Because what was it back in the 80s, 90s, or whatever? They put, like, a 25-year oh, cap on right. when they had to release yep. it. It's just like, why? Everybody why? marked their calendars and like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah, it's like, why? Why did you put that on there? Yeah. If you don't want us to, conspiracy theorists, right. to think the worst, yeah. just come out with it, I know. man. I, I, it's almost like, like you know, say like um, you're a kid and your parents catch you in something. It's like, the longer you prolong it, the worse it yeah, seems. Absolutely. If you just spill it and be like, okay, yeah, I fucking shot him. Yeah, but the more <laughs> you just sit on that, yeah, um, <laughs> the longer or the more they they don't believe anything you say mm-hmm. and to me i just want justice for leo harvey oswald that's yeah. all i want <laughs> <Right>. of course <laughs> so this is from cnn it says white house further postponed disclosure disclosure of jfk assassination documents citing covid of course yes so let me pull this one up the buzzkill of 2020 <laughs> decade yes <laughs> The White House announced late Friday that it would further postpone the release of more documents related to the 1963 assassination of President JFK, John F. Kennedy, pointing to the significant impact of the COVID-19 pandemic. I mean, it's only fair. It pushed back back Black Widow. Why wouldn't it push back the release of the JFK papers? And Black Widow was way more important then. Yeah, absolutely. President Joe Biden issued a memo that said the National Archivist, Archivist, recommended he direct two public releases of information that has ultimately been determined to be appropriate for release to the public. The first will be an interim release. So, like, you know, like a stand-in release. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. It's like a stunt double. Yes. (laughs) Later this year, with the second, more comprehensive release in late 2022. They're going to dumb it down for us. (laughs) It's going to give them more time to redact things and delete things. The memo said that the COVID-19 pandemic had slowed down the process of reviewing redacting whether redactions okay there it is Re- whether redactions continue to meet this uh, statutory standard the memo is part of the administration's commitment to ensure transparency and accountability <laughs> in government and that's why they need to redact it <laughs> right yes the spokesperson told cnn that biden also directed the national archives to develop a plan to digitize the full collection more than three hundred thousand records to uh, d- d- democratize the records that sentence gave me a headache <laughs> oh they also want to democratize the records <laughs> oh, and, and allow the public to review them online. what does that mean democratizer <laughs> i don't know you want to make it equitable for all people yes kennedy's assassination prompted a whirlwind of questions from the public and researchers plenty of conspiracy theories and reflect reflexive secrecy from the government. No, Kennedy's assassination didn't prompt a world of questions. Mm-mm. The mass cover-up and right. um, like <laughs> misinformation right. is what prompted the whirlwind of questions yeah. and yeah. The, the conspiracy theories. Right, yeah. Because if they just came out and showed all the evidence, laid it on the table, like, right. look, this is what happened. Right. This is here. You see this yeah. from this angle. You see this. And we looked into this, and we looked into this, and this is what we got out yeah. of this. 
Uh, yeah, no, nobody had any questions about anything until Ruby shot Oswald. Yes. And then, every, and then everybody's like, whoa, what the fuck was all that? All right. <laughs> now this is weird. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it says, over the years, millions of documents have become public, offering researchers an opportunity to pour over not only records related to the Kennedy assassination, but also a variety of other topics, from Dr. Martin Luther King's life and slang to pivotal moments in the Cold War. In 2018, former President Donald Trump extended the deadlines for public release of the assassination files to 2021, citing identify a harm to national security, law enforcement, and foreign affairs. And that right there brings up all kinds of questions. It's like, what? wait, what? (laughs) Harm to national security. First of all, how, besides the fact that we're going to question every ABC agency out there for the rest of time more than we do now. Identical harm to law enforcement, which means yeah. they probably covered shit up. Yeah. And foreign affairs? Yeah. Yeah. This is going to be big. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. It sounds like it should be, but it's going to come out and they're like, all right, guys. Yeah. We got this for you. You ready? And they throw it out there and you're just like, yeah. It's like- and he's like, Lee Harvey Oswald did it from the book depository, fired <laughs> three shots in the magic bullet theory, and everybody's just like, are you yeah. fucking kidding yeah. me? And Jack Ruby's prop gun went off on accident. <laughs> yes. It's just going to repeat everything <laughs> yeah. they've told us. Right. Just like, and nothing burger. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, look, guys, we were right the whole time. It's just like, right. Then, it'll, or uh, it'll be, it'll have 95% redaction on it. Oh, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> the real shooter was redact, 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 redact. George, redact, redact, redact. <laughs> and redact. <laughs> yes. Trump's 2008 memorandum accompanied a release of about 19,000 documents by National Archives in compliance with the records law in Trump's order the previous year. Many of the documents released then contained redactions. And they joined the massive trove of assassination records that already have been made public. The record's further release has been highly anticipated, with Biden's memo stating that they should be withheld from full public disclosure until December 15th of 2022. Why that specific date? Who knows? Like, why? Like, you've had 50-plus years. Yeah, yeah. Or about almost 50 years now. 48 years? Is that the math? Does that add up? 63 to 2021? No. Uh, yeah. Wait, wait. Okay, so they're going to release years. it in 2023? 2022. Oh, 2022. So 59 years. Yeah. Right. You've had that long to, to comb over this stuff and see if it's safe to release to the public. Yeah. And in 2021, you're saying, guys, we need more time to yeah. comb through this stuff and see if it's okay to release to the public. It's right. like, dude, yeah. what are we waiting for? You've right. had... I mean, generations, multiple right. generations have combed yeah. through this shit, yeah. and you haven't figured it out. Most of the actors involved in it are gone now. I mean... Yeah, they were waiting for George H.W. to die before right. they released that <laughs> shit, so... Yeah. Um, so, uh, like you said, it has to pertain to an alphabet agency or law enforcement or right. a foreign entity that we don't want to push their buttons wrong or whatever. <laughs> like Cuba or Russia right. yeah. or something. Yeah. It says, according to the White House, more than 94% of the records in the National Archives assassination collection already have been uh, have been released, with the administration aiming for maximum possible disclosure of information by the end of 2022. I don't know if I believe 94%. Nah, 94% of all the information that didn't matter yeah, exactly. has exactly. been released. But the or, stuff that or, matters that we need yeah, right. isn't being released to yeah. us. So, massive cover-up. Absolutely. 
and they're just trying to find more ways to cover it up more. So, so basically, the CIA made a deal with the mob, and that they would take out Castro if the mob took out Kennedy, and everything would be fine. Probably, yeah. They can't tell us that. They can't because national security and. Harm to law enforcement, even Absolutely. though it's not even the same law enforcement yeah, as and it people was. People already know the CIA does way shittier stuff. Mm-hmm. So, Speaking of massive cover-up. Yes. Dr. Fauci. Yes. Apparently, Echo Health, that's the, isn't that the group that he gave money through? That, yes. Uh, what's that guy's name? Um, um, Dazak, was that his name? Yeah, mm. Peter Daz- Dazak. Um that the money funneled through Echo Health right. from the NIH into Wuhan, even yes. though he said, hey, we didn't support. Yeah. And, and even of- though Obama said that the, the, the United States isn't going to deal with any of this yes. stuff. So instead they funneled it through Echo Health. Yes. Echo Health is throwing the NIH under the bus. Good for them. <laughs> over Wuhan gain-of-function report. Researchers claim a massive cover-up. Like I said, speaking of a massive cover-up. What, who, what's uh, this article from? This is from Zero Hedge. Okay. So this one goes to say, and it sounds like Fauci's getting a lot of shit this last week, and how he still, no, how they haven't asked him to step down yeah. yet is beyond belief oh, to he, me. He totally takes any credibility away from the NIH and yeah. CDC or any of this story. In. Like yeah, exactly. If they want to continue to pursue this story, they need yeah. to cut ties with him. Yeah, absolutely. If they want to continue to say, hey, this is a, a valid thing, yeah. this whole thing is whatever, and we need... If for the safety yeah. of us, he just needs to go he fuck does. away. But he even said, hey, if all this stuff comes out oh, against yeah. you, would you step down? He said, yeah. no, absolutely yeah. not. And it's too important for him to be right there. Yes. His, his AIDS research is way too important. <laughs> right. The question over whether the NIH-funded risky gain-of-function research in Wuhan, China, was officially answered last week after the agency claimed that one of their partners, Echo Health Alliance, failed to report that they had accidentally created a chimeric coronavirus that was able to infect humanized mice. First of all, what Whoa, the hell is humanized a humanized mouse? What the hell is a, that, That's the biggest I got, question. I've I got way shit. more questions now. <laughs> no doubt. What the fuck's a humanized mouse? <laughs> to review, <laughs> in a Wednesday letter addressed to Representative James Cormer of Kentucky, NIH Principal Deputy Director Lawrence Tabak admits to funding a limited experiment to determine whether spike proteins from naturally occurring bat coronaviruses circulating in China were capable of binding to the human ACE2 receptor in a mouse model. According to the letter, humanized mice infected with the modified bat virus became sicker than those exposed to unmodified versions of the same bat coronavirus. So they're fucking around with shit. Yeah. Like we said, we've been saying for a year and a half. Right. They're screwing around with something that they shouldn't have been. Yeah. They found they accidentally uh created this well, virus. Now now not only are they fucking around with coronaviruses, they're mutating mice with human DNA. Yes. <laughs> and that's even more fucked up, I think. The letter claims and it says they accidentally oh, created yeah. this virus. Right, accidentally. The letter claims that Echo Health CEO Peter Daszak failed to report the finding and gave Daszak five days to submit any and all unpublished data from the experiment and work conducted under the NIH grant. If true, it would mean Dr. Anthony Fauci, who runs the NIH's National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, wasn't lying when he told Rand Paul. Uh, so what he it says he wasn't lying when he told Rand Paul in July that when he denied the agency was conducting gain-of-function research. So 
he's getting his ass covered because right. they're saying Peter Daszak didn't report it, so there's no way Anthony Fauci knew about it. So when he told Rand Paul that, no, we Plausible didn't. Plausible deniability. Yeah, exactly. That's because it's his fucking organization. Right. So if it's happening under his nose, he's still responsible. Yes. Except, according to Vanity Fair, of course, Echo Health did report their finding in a timely manner. Says these data were reported as soon as we were made aware. In our years, for, uh, in our year four reports in April of 2018, said New York City-based Echo Health in a statement. So Echo Health's coming out and they're saying, "No, yeah. we did report that right, and when we were supposed to, as soon as we became aware of it, we re- reported it." So it goes on to say, if that's the case, Fauci is either incompetent for knowing or lying. I think both. <laughs> I think he's really both. Yes. So it goes on to say, gives a bunch of Twitter posts of people responding to this that I don't care about. It says, and so the left-leaning Vanity Fair admits Rand Paul might have been onto something when he accused Fauci of lying over the gain-of-function research. No shit. What's more, Vanity Fair connects more dots that mainstream outlets pretend don't exist. Vanity Fair? Yes. Namely, a relevant... Or a revelation from a leaked grant proposal which reveals that Daszak attempted to obtain DARPA funding for the kind of research that could accidentally have led to the pandemic. So this is the quote. It says, as scientists remain in a stalemate over the pandemic's origins, another disclosure last month made clear that Echo Health Alliance, in partnership with the Wuhan Institute of Virology, was aiming to do the kind of research that could accidentally have led to the pandemic. On September 20th, a group of internet sleuths called, calling themselves Drastic, short for Decentralized Radical Autonomous Search Team <laughs> Investigating COVID-19. How long did they work on that name? I don't know. <laughs> you know, they probably have the same uh, acronym. Oh, they got you. Guy. Because Drastic is too good. Who's the acronym guy? Oh, we, did yeah. we ever come up with the name of the acronym guy? Yeah, I forgot his name, but yeah, I, don't know. I think they have a task force for acronyms. Frank, the, the acronym guy. <laughs> He's the acronym specialist, head of the acronym task force. So Drastic released a leaked $14 million grant proposal that Echo Health Alliance had submitted in 2018 to the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency, or DARPA. There's never anything... <laughs> There's never anything fishy about DARPA. No, we never not, hear no. anything fishy have, about have DARPA. You seem lost, right? <laughs> it proposed partnering with the Wuhan Institute of Virology and constructing SARS-related bat coronaviruses into which they would insert human-specific cleavage sites. <laughs> what? <laughs> Are they putting boobs on coronavirus? <laughs> They're ins- inserting human-specific cleavage sites on bat- SARS-related bat coronaviruses as a way to evaluate growth potential of the pathogens. Perhaps not surprisingly, DARPA rejected the proposal, officially, officially, assessing that it failed to fully address the risk of gain-of-function research, according to Vanity Fair. So Vanity Fair is throwing, yeah. is coming out like they're doing the hard research, even though they're supposedly like left-leaning. Yeah, they're doing the hard research. Uh, this uh, what was that group? Drastic? No, not drastic. The <laughs> the one Dazex group. Oh, uh, uh, Echo Health. Yeah. They so the NIH comes out and says, "Hey, they failed to report this." Uh, Echo Health comes out and said, "No, we did report this." The mainstream news is not picking up any of this because right. that would connect the dots that we're not supposed to connect. Right. And then Vanity Fair of all right, yeah, publications comes out yeah. and says all of this stuff. Yeah. 
let's move off from the feature of Madonna's plastic surgery and let's let's get dig into this. Or uh, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner as Woman of the Year. Yeah, right. Wasn't that Vanity Fair? Yeah. And yeah. Let, let's move towards this here. So this says on down. There's it says as one member of Drastic Coalition, New Zealand data scientist Gills Demanouf told Vanity Fair, "I cannot be sure that COVID nineteen originated." from a research-related accident or infection from a sampling, but I am 100% sure there was a massive cover-up. So this was one of those, the drastic, the, oh, the drastic private people. research, the anonymous researchers. Yeah. So it says, on Sunday, Fauci appeared on ABC News with trusted softball thrower <laughs> George Stephanopoulos. <laughs> Not literal softball. No, like I know, I know. His I know. questioning. Yes. Where he, he hid behind semantics, claiming that the NIH's contract with Dazek adhered to a framework that didn't constitute gain-of-function research. Of course, we also know that the NIH shielded one of Dazek's grants from a review under that same framework. So what do you think? <sighs> I think that there, it, it, it's not going to matter. Nothing's going to ever happen. Fauci's not going anywhere. I mean, it, it's just not. I, I think the most disturbing part is it just confirms to me that anybody in any position to do any kind of crazy research or crazy test stuff don't watch movies. Because yeah. anytime you watch a movie and people start fucking around with viruses, yeah. shit goes bad. I mean, and now they're putting bats, boobs on bats and they're humanizing mice, and this is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, it's a bigger deal than they're making it. It is. Much. They're just glossing over the boobs on bats <laughs> exactly. and humanizing yeah. mice. <laughs> Damn back cleavage. <laughs> I know. What the fuck? <laughs> Forget the gain of function research. <laughs> What's with these boobs on bats? Oh, <laughs> uh, you just see a picture of a bat and it's like a, like blurred out in its chest area. <laughs> we got to move on. We got to keep going. Okay. <laughs> so, some more Fauci stuff that came out this week was um, apparently there was. These puppy experiments. Did you hear about these at all? I, I did. I did. It's really disturbing. It is very disturbing. And somehow Fauci's connected to puppy experiments. And this is from the New York Post. Uh, I'm just going to breeze through this one as fast as possible because we've got a couple other things to talk about. It says Bi bipartisan legislators demand answers from Fauci on alleged puppy experiments. Freaking, why the puppies? I know. And it's beagles of all puppies. See, and I'm the guy in a movie, you, you can kill people, but you, you don't kill the don't animals. touch yeah. the dogs. Dr. Anthony Fauci is facing calls from a bipartisan group of legislators to respond to allegations that the NIH division provided a grant to a lab in Tunisia to torture and kill dozens of beagle puppies for twisted scientific experiments. <laughs> That's just evil. In a letter to the director of the NIAID... South Carolina Representative Nancy Mace and 23 colleagues addressed their grave concerns about reports of costly, cruel, and unnecessary taxpayer-funded experiments on dogs. According to the documents obtained through a Freedom of Information Act request by taxpayer watchdog group White Coat Waste Project and subsequent media coverage from October 2018 to February 2019, says the NIAID spent $1.68 million in taxpayer funds on drug tests involving 44 beagle puppies. Hmm. So we don't want to look into the bats and the boobs and right. all that shit, yeah. but when it comes down to beagle puppies, everybody's like, oh my God. Right, let's, let's get something done. The White Coat Waste Project report claimed that the researchers locked the dogs in cages with hungry sand fleas 
or sand flies, sand fleas. I think they're called sand fleas, but they call them sand flies. Okay. If you went to boot camp on the East Coast in the Marines, you know what sand fleas are. Mm -hmm. It says, so the insects could eat them alive. That's horrible. Yes. Some of the pooches were also allegedly injected with disease-causing parasites. The commission tests involve injecting and force-feeding the puppies an experimental drug for several weeks before killing and dissecting them. Goes on to say the bipartisan group also raised concern about allegations that scientists slit dogs' vocal cords so they wouldn't bark during the experiments. Holy fuck. This cruel procedure, which is opposed with rare exceptions by the American Veterinary Medical Association, the American Animal Hospital Association, and others, seems to have been performed so that experiments would not or experimenters would not have to listen to the pained cries of the beagle puppies. If you're going to fucking do that to dogs, you need to listen to their pained cries. Yes. This is a reprehensible misuse of taxpayer funds. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm worried about. <laughs> In addition to Mace, the letter was signed by all these other people. And that's all it says about it. But somehow, well, the, the NIAID funded this research. Uh, for so what purpose? I'm to see how dogs... Like, I had seen a thing where they locked... I'd read one where they put like just the dog's head in a cage yeah, of sand I read fleas. That one. Yeah. And so it just his head was exposed to like millions of sand fleas That's crazy. that just ate their head. Oh yeah, here's gosh. the picture of it right here. Uh let me pull this back up. Yeah, their heads are just trapped in this like That's box of sand fleas. Uh, that just doesn't make sense. I uh, mean I don't yeah, I don't know. We all know sand fleas suck. I mean I I've I've Why do hit we need him? to see how long it takes them right. to eat a dog's head? Right. Are we gonna Put people. I mean, I, that just doesn't make sense to me. There, there's no purpose of that research. Are we going to weaponize tell. sand fleas now? That's almost what it sounds like. I, yeah, it does. Like, I almost can understand injecting them with parasites and seeing what the, yeah. what, right, what the uh, repercussions of that are. Yeah. But the sand flea, no, that just sounds I, cruel. I, yeah, and then it sounds it like slice their their vocal cords. Yeah, so they don't cry. That, you don't want to hear it. Listen to them cry, do well, you? No, I don't. But again, if you're going to do that shit, I mean, where's PETA on this? That's what I was thinking. I was I'm, just like, they're, they're talking in, about the National Veterinary Association. They're, they're in your face for like every burger you want to eat, but they torture dogs with sand fleas and you're silent. Yeah. Peter's like, no, that's fine. Yeah. That's cool. We're, we're good with that. But don't eat, don't eat the, burger. the burger or the bacon. Or the bacon. <sighs> what a fucked up world we Horrible live in. Horrible people. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I, I, I just see Fauci like in his black cloak going like this when in the dogs are crying. <laughs> yes. So. Like I said, at what point does Fauci like take a hit for this and be asked, "Well, dude, you got to go. You well, are you're more harmed than you are yeah, good at this I point." I mean, all these things that are popping up, and and still he's the face of of COVID. I right. mean, it's just to me, it, can't they force him out? I mean, is uh, it yeah, an independent? Yeah, you, is uh, it independent? I thought it was a federal position. It is. It it absolutely is. They should fire him, but they haven't because they just want to. I don't know. They because that would admit that they were wrong. Well, that and, and then as, if it takes an even bigger shit, then they have to take responsibility. Yeah. Right now, I guess maybe they can hold Fauci as the lone party <laughs> if they decide they want to. I guess. Sure, we'll go with that. So, a last couple of things that I wanted to bring up were these like hunger strikes that are going on for yeah. various reasons, and they're all for the wrong reasons. Yes. And it cracks me up. It makes me laugh inside. <laughs> Because you got all this shit happening right. that we've mentioned yeah. throughout this entire show. And then we have people going on hunger, hunger strike for stupid reasons. Yeah. Like this first one here says, 
dying for debt relief. Why why are New York City taxi drivers on hunger strike? So they're going on hunger strike. Not it doesn't sound like based on that title, not because of New York City's strict freaking right. COVID well, guidelines. It's because they want more debt relief. That's which crazy. just gives the government that much more power. Right. So this is from Al Jazeera. Both these are from Al Jazeera. In New York City, the United States, when Richard and Kenny Chow moved with their family to the United States from Taiwan in 1987, the iconic yellow taxi cabs that ferry New Yorkers from place to place were a symbol of the city and the opportunity for a better life in their new home. That promise was also perpetuated by city officials. They promoted medallions, the certification necessary to operate yellow cabs, as a reliable investment that paired with hard work could open the doors of prosperity. It was a pitch that resonated with many immigrant workers. According to New York City data, 40% of medallion owners are from South Asia. For years, drivers said the deal held up. After buying a medallion for $410,000 to get this medallion, that's crazy. That's just a fucking tax. No doubt. That's like worse than paying for your freaking tags on yeah. your car. You gotta, to for the city to say you're a reputable taxi cab driver, yeah. pay me four hundred ten right. fucking thousand yeah. dollars. That's no, ridiculous. I'd be like, dude, I'll drive my yellow cat car yeah. around. I don't care. I'll print off a freaking medallion for all I care. <laughs> right. Says Richard said he was making the American dream, bringing in money and providing for my family. Four hundred. Oh, that's insane. that's nuts. He said his brother Kenny was so encouraged by the success that he saved up enough for a down payment on a medallion for which he paid over $700,000 How do you save up for that? I can't save up for that. $700,000 for a medallion. That's crazy. He believed it was a very safe investment. He trusted the city. But that trust was shattered with the advent of app-based ride-sharing. Do you know what? That, Uber. Yes. Capitalism. Yes. You depended on a government that took $700,000 from you yeah. to keep you safe and keep things running the way you wanted it to, and capitalism happened, yeah. and ride shares happened, and yeah. people decided, you know what? We can do this on our own without paying $700,000 to the government to yeah. say, hey, you can do this. Exactly. You can drive this car and make yeah. a couple dollars of it. As Uber, Lyft, and other ride-hailing services took off with consumers— Work became scarcer for New York City cab drivers. You know what you should do? You should paint your car cab a different color, yeah. download Uber on your phone, and make money that way. Yeah. Bingo. Yep. Solved your problem, problem right solved. there. solved. Like other medallion owners, Kenny and Richard were left holding hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt for certifications that had plummeted in value. Well, no shit. Yeah. And working a job that drivers tell Al Jazeera currently pays little more than minimum wage. All right. Where's the hunger strike stuff? It says Richard said he bought his or medallion for four hundred ten thousand. His monthly payments in on his roughly four hundred thousand of outstanding debt are two thousand seven hundred sixty six dollars a month. That's insane. And how long does it take take you to pay that four hundred ten thousand dollars off? On the high rate, <laughs> says according to New York Taxi Workers Alliance, a union with twenty one thousand members, the average owner driver owes five hundred fifty thousand on medallions that are worth just a hundred thousand dollars a piece. That's your damn fault for it trusting is. the fucking government exactly. to certify you. And go fucking New York City. And you know what they are? They're they're the Toys R Us of of transportation. Yes. Because they didn't move in on Amazon when they should have. These guys should have just gone in with Uber instead of Or being, gone in with their own. Yeah, done like their own damn thing, thing instead of being like, Oh well, we want to be reputable with the city. Right. The fucking city's not reputable. 
says at the center of their demands is a proposal for the NYTWA, the union, that would cap out outstanding medallion loan debts at $145,000 and monthly payments at That's still ridiculous. Yeah. The city does have a $65 million debt relief program for medallion owners. But the union has blasted the scheme as nothing more than a bank banker bailout that's going to give $65 million directly to the banks and hedge funds that own medallion debt in exchange for negligible reduction in the principal owed on them. All right. So let's scroll down here. We, we saw right, all that. The background. It says the plight of heavily indebted drivers has received attention from politicians such as Congresswoman AOC she and would. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer. They have called on Mayor Bill de Blasio to embrace the union's relief program proposal. So they're wanting more debt relief. Right. So this whole hunger strike thing isn't about, hey, the city sucks and we right. want you to do, like, yeah. Like you're 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 shutting things down, which is gonna be hurting their business. Yeah. You're all these vaccine mandates gotta be hurting cab business oh, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a two week quarantine in New York City. I mean, I, I've had friends that have gone to New York City and they say the city's closed, basically. Yes. So it says the the union proposed an orderly way to allow the debt to be reduced that will protect both the drivers and the lenders. Without that, there there are going to be more bankruptcy, more despair, and more dreams ruined. Drivers say the mayor has not been responsive. So in escalation of tactics, several of them began a hunger strike at noon on October 20th. So the government's not taking care of you. So a way to counter that is to not take care of yourself. Right. Yeah. Do you think the government cares that the taxi drivers of New York are eating? No. No. Lockdown. Yeah. You know why? Because if all of them die, all they got to do is go get a Ubers. Yeah. Right. Richard, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, and, that, and that's the thing, is that nobody in the city cares that the cabs aren't running because nobody, they have their own ways yes. to get places. Well, that, and clearly the government didn't give a fuck that you were going into bankruptcy. Yeah. They didn't care that they were taking 400000 to $700,000 of your money so you could drive yeah. your own car around and pick people up. Do you think they care if you're eating or not? Right. No, because then they wanted to take $700,000 from you yeah. if they cared. Yeah. No, that's not going to do jack. Yeah. yeah. No, de Blasio S doesn't give a shit. No. Says Richard Chow, now 60... <laughs> His name's Chow. <laughs> I just realized the irony of that. <laughs> that is really... <laughs> Richard Chow, now 63 years old, is among them. Sitting in a chair alongside drivers in from India, South Korea, Romania, and Poland, Chow says one driver is noticeably absent, his brother Kenny. When the medallion lost its value, he was devastated. He lost everything, said Richard. Struggling with... Hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of debt. Kenny Chow took his own life in 2018. Wow. One of nine drivers who committed suicide in recent years. Said, I lost my brother. I had my heart broken. While the medallion once offered a path to American dream for immigrants, it also brought into substantial revenue for the city. Well, yeah, you are paying yeah. all I, this I money to the city. How can you afford to save $400,000 to seven hundred in New York City. Right. How do you do that with rent Driving a freaking cab. Yeah, that's ridiculous. According to a 2019 investigative series by New York Times, taxi medallions earn more than $850 million in revenue for the city across the administrations of Bill de Blasio and Michael that's Bloomberg. A fucking con job. That's exactly what this is, and people are pissed yeah. that's at all the wrong things. Yeah, right, exactly. Dude, what did we say... Monday on Monday's episode, the government doesn't freaking yeah, love you. They, yeah. 
They're not doing this to help you out. They're not saying, hey, if you give us this money, we yeah. will help you. No, we, we saying, want to see your American dream realized. So yeah. just give us $700,000. Yeah. Does that sound like the biggest scam? Uh, like, yeah. Like one of those, like, uh, um, Ponzi motivational oh, speech oh, yeah, scams. Right. Like, dude, I just I just want to make your dreams come yeah. true. So for a small payment of fifteen thousand dollars, you I will give you all my knowledge yeah, to help your right, dreams right. come. Yeah. Just like, yeah, dude, what the fuck? Yeah, like I didn't even know this was a thing. I can yeah. I can see I didn't either. I can see cities like making you be um, like certified or something mm, because right. you got to get certifications to yeah, cut, cut be hair. registered with the city. You got to get certifications and yeah. licenses to cut freaking hair. Yeah. Well, we have, to have certifications to well, our yeah. stuff. But cutting hair, really? Uh, Why? I, I, like who, who I would, cares if you fuck up somebody's hair? It's I'd not fuck a, up somebody's hair. Yeah. But people are going on hunger strike saying the government, the city owes them something, yeah. which I mean, they kind of do, but Well, yeah, but again, they don't care. They don't care if they owe you something. You know what I do? I the just fucking go get... government. Own, the government owns owes everybody something, and you I'd think they're like, gonna pay? Fuck your medallions. Fuck this yeah. uh, twenty seven hundred dollar a month payment. You ain't getting jack from me. I'm right. gonna I'm gonna go drive for Uber and yeah. make a killing. Absolutely. And you you can come after me if you want. Yeah. Yeah. All this. I mean, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Like I've never even heard this. If, shit. if New York really cared about the cab drivers, they they would like try to outlaw Uber or Lyft or something. Right. And and give Which the business solely. The cab the tax. drivers have. Yes. Call it have called for that. Right. But the city doesn't do jack. No, about because it. again, the city doesn't care. They're getting their their revenue from the right. taxi drivers. Right. So the other group that's going on hunger strike <laughs> is the most hilarious, ironic one to me. Yes. Climate activists are now going on hunger strike near um, the the White House urging Biden to act. You know, I, I, I don't have a lot to say about this except this: if climate activists go on hunger strike and starve to death, they are just helping the whole climate situation. I agree. That's the overpopulation. The best, thing they can do. best thing they could do. There you go. I mean, you yeah. figured out a way to help this overpopulation yeah. thing by. Going on hunger strike. And maybe Biden knows that. And so he's letting them die. He's like, you know, that's not a bad yeah, idea. Yeah. Exactly. Any, anybody else want to go on a hunger yeah. strike for this? Yeah, because it, it'll it'll knock three years off my goal. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting in the sun across from the White House. They always have to be have a dramatic oh, story. 18-year-old Emma Govia holds a black and yellow sign saying she is on a hunger strike to demand action against climate I change. I bet you the, they're all under 30. I, I just... I just oh, did. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. It's 18 year old that said yeah. what that said. She said she would rather be at a school in her hometown in California, of course. Of course. But the urgency of the moment has compelled her to yes. act. So urgent. She and four other activists from Sunrise Movement, an environmental advocacy group, began their protest Wednesday. They say they will not eat until President Joe Biden follows through with his campaign promise to enact. I mean, you're going to be starving <laughs> if you're waiting on Joe Biden to cut, follow through on no, campaign Joe, prices. You know where Joe Biden is right now? He's on vacation. Yes. <laughs> well, I've read a thing that Joe Biden has taken more time off in this amount of his presidency than Donald Trump did. I believe it. When you remember all the yeah. how many rounds of oh, golf yeah. tracker that the yeah. ticker that they had? Yeah. But then Joe Biden's taken off all that, like he's gone to his um, Scranton home and oh, done yeah. all this stuff. He's taken, he takes her off early most Fridays. It's, it's just like, what? Really? Yeah. I don't even get off early on Fridays. <laughs> oh, no shit. So, again, if you are waiting for Joe Biden to follow through on campaign promises and you're not going to eat until then, you might as well just put a bullet to your head now. Yeah. Because he's got. He's got a lot of campaign promises to follow up oh, on yeah. here. Uh, he, he's, he's sold himself to a lot of people, so you're bottom of the list. 
says his campaign promised to enact meaningful measures to cut greenhouse gas emissions and transition the U.S. to a green economy. Do they know how legislation works? Mm, my guess is not. I didn't think so. Especially they'd be really broken heart, hearted if they saw the uh, the stat- statistic that you sent me about how coal use is up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. well, I talked about that last week, too, yeah. on this. It's just like, ironically, coal usage is up because all this green stuff's not working. It doesn't work. It says, we are putting everything that we have on the line. We're risking everything to fight for this world. Good. It's absolutely worth fighting for. Absolutely. Again, kill yourself. Yes. Because, A... He's not going to follow through with his campaign no. promises in a timely manner. No, no. If at all. I think his goal is 2030. B, <laughs> the main problem here. Yeah, yeah, you got a long <laughs> way to go. B, overpopulation is the main issue we got it going is. on here. So yeah. you you yeah. off yourself. Yeah. Then that's one less person. Absolutely. Emitting carbon dioxide. One less person um, eating those. Pest, pesky cows yeah, right. that are putting out carbon. Or, or, no, they're vegetarian. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Vegans. Um, one less person driving on the roads, exactly. which they're probably not. They're probably yeah. driving their green. They, they probably bike road from California to Washington, D.C. The hunger strikers want Biden to push for the full three and a half trillion. Now this just leads me to oh think this is a, this leads me to think this is a staged thing. Yes, just to is. push through this agenda. Because the three point five trillion is gonna guarantee climate. That these measures are put in place. Yes. Okay, this is just a fucking act now. It is. The hunger strikers want to push Biden for the full $3.5 trillion in his proposed social spending agenda. So, the $3.5 trillion don't have everything to do with carbon emissions. No. So, the fact that they're standing up and saying, we want you to push through that yeah. full $3.5 trillion. Yeah. Then what happened to the climate change stuff? Exactly. If this is specifically for yeah. climate change. The, the free preschool, the free community college. Yeah. That has nothing to do with no. climate change. Amid resistance from conservative Democrats, particularly Senator Joe Manchin of oh, West Virginia damn. and Kirsten Cinema of Arizona, the U.S. president acknowledged last week that it is likely that the plan will be downsized. Well, these people are going to fucking die then, because yep. if he doesn't push this through, they're yep. going to die. Good job, Joe. Yep. You, those lives are on your hands, they Joe. They are. Murderer. So what's your thoughts of the... Do you think... <laughs> Do you think hunger strikes accomplish anything? No, no. Especially I, I when, again, what did we say Monday? <laughs> the government doesn't care. It doesn't love you. It doesn't care yes. if you're starving to death. Yes. It doesn't care. <laughs> they yeah. just—they don't care. They don't give a shit about you. Yeah, right. Like, people yeah. could go in to Joe Biden and be like, what do you think of all these people that are on hunger strike? And yeah. he's like, people... There's people out there? Right, yeah. I, I thought they were just begging. Yeah. <laughs> they looked hungry. I just figured they were begging. Yeah. I just you, thought that was normal. You want to make a statement? Do what the Buddhist monk did during the Vietnam War. Light, yourself, gasoline on and light yourself on fire. Because that would make a statement. And then run into the White House. Yes. <laughs> the world is burning like this. Yes. <sighs> There's a lot of stupid people in the There's world. There's a lot of stupid people. And I had to end with that. And we are way, way over our time limit here. But I had to mention those because they're so stupid. They are. They're so fucking dumb. Like, there are ways to actually effectively change things. First of all, appealing to the government or pushing the government to do anything, that is the least efficient way to get anything done. Yeah. Whether it be the taxi cab drivers that are appealing to the government to give them handouts and bailouts when... Do you think the government cares to give you a bailout when they took seven hundred thousand yeah, right. dollars from you to start this business? Yeah. No, they don't fucking care to give you a handout. Yeah. 
Right. And they might say that they want to, but if they did, they would have let you keep that $700,000 yeah. as your bailout money. Yeah. If you wanted the American dream, you shouldn't have moved to New York. No kidding. Second, pushing the government <laughs> through <laughs> hunger strikes <laughs> to move on these campaign promises. You, you got a <laughs> got a sad story coming here. Yeah. This is going to be sad, sad, sad time for you. Well, they lost me when they when they said they're pushing for the four, three, yeah, point yes. five trillion. Yeah. because that's well, just... they lost me to, from the start. Well, no, I was. But then, they yeah, when they me, when they but... said that, I could see them being like, "If you don't push for the full climate section yeah. of this, right. but for them to be like, "No, you will push yeah. for." If these guys were all over other news outlets, I would think that it's just Biden's publicity act. Yes. going when it. It, it comes out that it's like Nancy Pelosi's like nieces and nephews and stuff <laughs> all or something yeah. stupid like that. Yeah. So we got to get out of here. This <sighs> rots my brain. Yes. But um, that wraps up the week nicely, doesn't it? It does. It really does. We, we got, got boobs on bats. Boobs on bats. <laughs> freaking uh, the laundry guy getting eaten by alligators. <laughs> freaking really bad <laughs> gun. Policies yes. on set. Yes. Cor- corruption in New York City that people want help with. <laughs> yeah. They want the government to help them with the New York the, the New York government's yes. corruption. Yeah. You know what the best solution for the New York government's corruption is get more government involvement. Absolutely. That makes they need a task sense. force. Oh, and then don't forget JFK. Oh yes. Still got, still pushing that pushing yes, that because way. they want full transparency, so they gotta yes. push it back here so they can redact. Obviously. Stuff. I don't even know what I'm going to call this episode because we covered so much shit. <laughs> I don't either. I'm going to get out of here for the week, though. Make sure you check us out tomorrow live, every Monday, 7 Central Time. We are going to be live. We will have the opportunity for Collins. We don't know what we're going to be talking about exactly yet, so I can't tell you that. Um, it'll be good, though. It'll be good. It's always good. It's always good. Yeah. So make sure you tell all your friends about that. Yes. Let's try to get max participation here. Again, we have Absolutely. we have a call-in line now that you can call and give your comments or any questions or whatever. I, I, I'm pushing for three call-ins tomorrow. Three call-ins. Three call-ins. And we will try to answer this time. Yes. We're going to get out of here for this week. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Do something fun and effective. Yes. Don't go on hunger, hunger strike trying to no. get the government to move because no. you will die. Absolutely. <laughs> Otherwise, have a great rest of your weekend. Peace. Goodbye. Break the Bell podcast is brought to you by you. So pat yourself on the back because without you, we would be talking to ourselves. A special thanks to our Patreon members, Remzo and Justin. A shout out to our sponsors, Run Your Mouth Coffee, the On The Run podcast, and Goulash Media. If you'd like to help support us, visit patreon.com slash breakthebell or buy our garbage at breakthebell.bigcartel.com. Get back here next week and let us continue to invade your ear holes. And as always, never stop talking. <laughs>